Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of the Art of Fulfillment and Meditation for Millennials podcast. So today we have an awesome guest with us. She is a millennial entrepreneur who is committed to helping young adults unlock their true potential in life. She's the founder of the Millennials Guide, a brand devoted to breaking the stigma of millennials being lazy, impulsive, and directionless by providing empowering and informational content that inspires millennials to be the best versions of themselves. Through the brand, she provides millennials tips on managing their mind, emotions, finances, relationships, startups, and so on. It's a lot of the same kind of message that we're trying to go out for in Meditation for Millennials, and she has just taken it to a whole nother level, which is awesome, and she's a great fit for this show. She's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to mindset, but also a wealth of knowledge when it comes to physical health, as she's also a certified holistic nutritionist. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Lauren Beluso. Thanks for coming on, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so I love the message that you're giving out to millennials. And, you know, we're doing the same kind of thing with our brand. And it's so important nowadays to find education in ways that are so much more accessible to our generation as opposed to traditional school. So uh, that being said, like, what really inspired you to take that journey and start at the Millennials Guide? Well, interestingly, like I, I went through the whole, like, let's go to school, let's go to university, let's do this, sort of going through the hamster wheel that everybody puts us on. But in every single job I've had, I find that people look at me differently, like, oh, you're just a millennial, you don't really know what you're doing, oh, I've, I've got the answers for you. And I just sort of took the stand, like, just because my brain doesn't think the way that your brain thinks does not mean I'm any less than or that I don't know enough. And it just brought this whole new way of thinking, this whole new way of being. We don't have to listen to everybody else. We weren't brought up that way. So why try to fit into a mold that wasn't made for us? Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. It's it's funny because it's a whole different perspective in our eyes, like you said, like compared to, you know, how other people have been brought up. I mean, we were pretty much born with like a computer in our hands. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it, it's great that you are seeing that perspective and, and showing the 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 fact that people don't have to mold into, you know, expectations of others and people in other generations. So I think that's like an awesome thing. And and my question is like, were you scared to to start it up when you began rolling it out or or was it kind of like an easy process for you? I I it was both. Actually that's sort of a, a two handed answer. It was easy because I felt so passionately towards it. It was so needed. Like when you look for resources in the market or even just to read there's nothing there's nothing available for millennials to be like oh that's me I fit there but it was difficult because I'm a people pleaser I, I've just always grown up that way I always sort of don't want to let people down I I forego what I really want or what I really believe in order to make other people happy so I hit a point where I said you know what I can't do this anymore I can't be a mold of what you think I'm going to be. I can't be who you think I'm destined to be. So it was easy and hard, but I am loving it every single day, meeting people like you who were all on the same page. Nobody gave us this page, but we're all on it. So I'm, I'm hoping to create that and work actively every day to create that for people. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I like how you said, like, there's no, like, resource out there because it's like, like, there is, but it's not, like, specifically tailored to millennials because if you look at a lot of the people who yeah. are in the personal development space, like the Titans, you're, yes. you're thinking, like, Oprah, Tony Robbins, like, they're older school. And I still think their material is great, but a lot of their content can come off in ways that don't resonate as well with the millennials, right? Absolutely. And like, yeah, yeah, and I th- I think you it, nailed it. It's fantastic. Like you get inspired, but then you're like, okay, hold on, you guys are way ahead of me in terms of generation, which is fine. But where's the mo- the millennial mindset? Where's like the millennial resources? You Google millennial resources, it's like entitlement, blah blah blah. This generation, it's negative. So I'm hoping to create something positive. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely feel the same way. Millennials got like that negative stigma to it right now. Hopefully that changes. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And, and you also said like, what I thought was really interesting was that you said like, you're like a, a, a people pleaser, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like starting up something like this, like it's, it's definitely not going to please every single person, but you're doing it anyways. So what for, for all the people who kind of are in the same boat as you of like, you know, being someone who wants to impress everybody, what gets you to ultimately break through that and, and do it even though, you know, you might not please everyone along the way? That's exactly it. Realizing you're not going to please everybody. I think, I mean, I'm not old by any means, but it's taken me a while to realize you're not going to be everybody's favorite person. There's if 7 billion people in this world, not everybody's going to like you. But if a thousand people like what you do, if a hundred people like what you do, if five people like what you do, you've made a difference in the world, positive and happy. You know, I love the saying, you could be the ripest, juiciest peach, but somebody's not going to like peaches. So, Oh, I like that. <laughs> sleep or, you know, live in a place of fear or fear of judgment over you know nothing really Mm -hmm. it's a process to come to but you could spend forever see you've only got how many hours in a day you've only got so much energy and so much that you can give to the world why waste it on the negative people why waste it on the naysayers don't give them your fire give the positive people your fire yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that that peach analogy. I've never yeah. heard that before. That's that's pretty good. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that a lot. So that's pretty awesome. And and so like this is something that is probably really just fun for you to do on a daily basis, but not just fun, but like fulfilling. And so you know, my, my question to you is like, what is the fulfillment, or or what is the driver of fulfillment that you get from doing this process on a day to day basis? Having somebody just say thank you to you, say thank you for giving me a voice, thank you for writing an article that resonated with me, like even even something as simple as that analogy, like changing people's perspective, just hearing the joy that people are starting to have for living, the positivity that people are starting to have, that's all, that's, that's it, that's what does it, like seeing a smile on people's face, I, I'm not driven by by money or success or fame and fortune i'm driven by happiness and positivity and joy yes you need certain things to live and yes it'll come if you're doing what you love but even at my job on a day-to-day basis when i'm not doing the millennials guide i work at a spa and i i help people with um as a holistic nutritionist with their skin care and, and helping um heal their skin 
even if they just come in and say, your one recommendation changed my life or changed my perspective. That's all. That's it. Because it's really nothing off my back. It's really just helping, helping people, being in the helping profession. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's amazing. And I think it, it I, I forgot who said the quote, but it reminds me of the quote where it's like, if I, as long as like you made someone's life better or something, then, then mm-hmm. I've lived or something like that. Uh, yeah. I totally botched that quote, but, <laughs> but <laughs> we got the message. Yeah. Yeah. True. In a world that it's so easy to be negative And so like even looking at their social or political climate, whatever, the heaviness that's going on, why would you want to contribute to that? There's so much of it. Just be happy. Right, exactly. And like that stuff's never going away. So it's like, you know, you can either help progress that stuff and make it bigger or you can, you know, be the example of what it's like to not be like that and and to not necessarily stop it, but to be the person who doesn't amplify those things. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And you said that you were, so you're in a full-time job too. And we were talking before the show how you're also in school and you're also managing all this stuff. So, um, you know, how, how do you find time to necessarily get all these things done and still be able to, you know, be fulfilled in your every single day life? Because, uh, I think a lot of people, they, take on a lot of stuff and then they end up getting burnt out and they're thinking, well, like I thought like this was going to make me fulfilled or something like that. So, so how do you personally like not only manage your time, but do it to the, to the extent that you're really enjoying it? I only do things that I enjoy. I don't choose anymore to say yes to things that I'm not going to enjoy. I try to prioritize my time in a way that maximizes Um, my time, like I know that I'm good in the morning, so I'll wake up super early, get a lot of stuff done in the morning before I go to work. So that way when I come home from work, I can just relax. I've given myself that time, but also learning to listen to when it's becoming too much. I think, um, recently I took a little bit of a break off social media, even though that's where I'm building a lot of my platform. Um, I took a little bit of a break and I thought, oh, this could either be detrimental to building my brand or I can listen to myself and come back stronger. And that's what I decided to do was take that break, do what I needed to do in in my personal life here, school, work, um, relationships, that sort of thing. And then come back with a plan, come back stronger. But it's funny with media, we think, oh, we need to show up every single day to be relevant. And while that's true, if you're not putting out good content, you're not relevant anyway. You know, if you're not true to who you are, you're not being authentic. So learning to listen to your body and learning to listen to when you need to sort of take a step back from certain things has been crucial to keeping my sanity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think those like two points are related of like taking time for yourself and also putting out authentic content because sometimes when you're burnt out or when you're just working so hard and you're really trying to push, like at times, like doesn't come off as authentic as you possibly can be but when you're at that place when you're like rejuvenated and you're clear-headed like that's like when the authenticity comes out so I think both those things go hand in hand and that's awesome that you like that you touched on that um you know like what are like one of the things that I've learned from just reading books and from uh speaking with people on like how to find fulfillment is that like you basically are 
the sum of your habits that you do on a daily basis. Like it's not the big actions, but it's the habits. So for you, like what are some habits that help you to be more fulfilled each day or, or, you know, get the things that you need to do, um, each, every single day. There's a few things that I like to implement. Definitely journaling, like writing down. I'm one of those people who like my brain is in constant motion. And unless I put it down on paper, I'm like, I either forget it or let it overwhelm me. So getting it out on paper, I think thanks to you, I've, I've sort of carved out some space for meditation during my day, even if it's just five minutes, even if it's just a minute just a, a mantra or something carving out that time and just centering and, and figuring out what's important versus what can wait and prioritizing but um I'm also just sort of working on that article that we're collaborating on too and it's really reinforcing for me that you can't work or be creative from stagnant energy you can't you know sort of put your best work out there if you're just feeling blah and ho-hum and bored so get moving take I have my dog here with me take him <laughs> like get outside get those creative energies and juices flowing that's where creative creativity is gonna happen I love being inspired by everything around me but I mean you have to sort of actively pursue those inspirational walks or journaling, mind mapping, talking, figuring those things out. Yeah, no, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so like excited to, to work on that article with you and put that out there. And, and I love also how you're saying it's, it's a matter of the state that you're in when you put out your best work, right? Like when you're in a state of excitement or in a state of passion as opposed to a state of like like depression or like anger right like your work mm -hmm. is not going to come out as much and you're not going to enjoy it as much so i think that is like awesome and like and i'm so glad to be a great resource for the meditation side yeah. too yeah <laughs> fantastic also to that point though like not working in, from a place of being depressed or sad or angry knowing that your body or that you as a human are going to go through those natural highs and lows and honoring that and not sort of expecting a hundred percent of the work coming from you a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. It's not going to happen unless you have that downtime, that time to shut your brain off, to, to meditate, to relax, to do something completely irrelevant to what you're trying to build or do. Let yourself have that time. Yeah, exactly. And I love that point that you were talking talking about where there's the ups and downs in life because a lot of people think that it should be like a straight up especially if like you're pursuing a passion but like the lows are such a natural point of life and why meditation and those things like are so important is because it allows us to still be us in those moments and realize like the beauty that you know the beauty of the downs as opposed to the the ups so yeah like I think it's a great point. And, and for anyone listening, like definitely take that to heart is that, you know, there's never a straight shot to happiness and like, you're not going to be happy all the time. Like there's going to be down stuff, but doing things like meditation and journaling and, and just getting it out of your head, like really can help out. And, and so you also mentioned like important thing is like to move around and be energetic and stuff. And so I know you touched on like the nutrition side a lot. So, uh, you know, my, one of my passions is physical activity and I, I yeah. love, the physical aspect part, like not necessarily for like getting big or like being physically healthy or stuff, but also like it mentally optimizes me. So, you know, mm -hmm. from your perspective, what role does nutrition have in mental health and ultimately fulfillment? It is huge. It is humongous because 
what we eat are our particles and, and energy that become our body. If we're eating heavy, fried, fast food, even boxed food, processed food, that's all becoming your cells. That's all becoming your body. And how do you expect to sort of function optimally when the food that you're eating does not provide energy? It does not provide the sustenance you need to, to survive or, or thrive even, not even just survive, but thrive, be your best self. So Nutri and do you know what? It's actually really funny because nutrition and health and probably exercise and whatnot is the first thing to go when people are feeling low and depressed and sad and anxious. It's the, the first thing to go when really it's the first thing that needs to be optimized. So nutrition plays a huge role. Eating to the seasons, like you can't eat raw all year round. So changing it when winter comes, people are often affected with the seasonal affective disorder, sort of that seasonal depression. Mm. What are you eating? Are you eating salads and, and, and like raw foods or are you eating those comforting root veggies in season? So it, it's, it's optimizing your nutrition for brain function, for health, for inspiration. It's all connected. That's the whole holistic perspective is that it's all connect it's all connected. You can't just change one thing. You can't have one green veggie a day and be like, "Okay, hey, why aren't I healthy?" <laughs> for a walk for 5 minutes once a week and be like, "You know, why don't I feel good?" It's it's all connected. And it's all work. It's not easy, but it's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be fun and rewarding, but you know, Lots to learn. There's lots to learn for people um, when it comes to being successful because it's not easy, but it's worth it. Yeah, I love that too. It's not easy, but it's worth it. And I think, I think like the hardest part is to to start to do those things early on, like when you're switching your habits, because then once you start to do it over a while, it not only becomes easier, but it just becomes like a routine for you to do on a daily basis. Right. So, yes. yeah. And, and I think I I'm totally on the same page of you when you say like, it really all starts with your body and everything is connected. Like, you know, you might be working out in the gym, but that's connected with what you're doing at work and what you're doing at work is connected with, you know, how you're thinking on a daily basis. Like everything is so connected. And I, and I love that. Um, so like what, in short, like, would you say like for someone who is thinking like how, or like, what is like a simple tip that I can do today to make my nutrition better? Like what, what would kind of be your like simple prescription for that? <laughs> It would be to, it, it, well, it depends where they're starting. Like if they're starting from like a completely bad place of they eat takeout three meals a day and they mm -hmm. drink pop and whatever, switch the pop to water or like make one meal at home, start something small. If it's um, like they're eating sort of well, but they're still not feeling good, then that's when we start looking at different places in life. So are you fulfilled at work? Are you fulfilled like, exercising. I really actually love adaptogens. Now adaptogens are sort of difficult. I, I talk to a lot of my clients about them, but adaptogens are things like ashwagandha or even turmeric, um, mm. things that make you feel better and you just add them to your smoothies or you add them to a, a warm drink, but they, they optimize brain function, you know? So 
do those little habits, start those little things, learn one new thing per day about nutrition. Don't overwhelm yourself. I find in this, in, in being an entrepreneur, being a millennial entrepreneur, any sort of entrepreneur, consistency is key. Mm. Keep doing, even if it's something little, keep doing it every single day. Avoid that burnout. Avoid that, you know, stress and anxiety of I've got to be everything to everybody and do everything. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Well. Yeah, and I think I think the millennial generation definitely falls into that trap just because we see everything like mm-hmm. all all the successful people we see that and yeah, and most of the time we're just seeing the successes right like we're not seeing the failures so we think oh my god like my life sucks i need to change this now and i need to get it yes. now right like yes. the first part is fine like changing now mm-hmm. but like you're you've got to realize you are never going to get it now. It's like a process, right? Yes, and it takes time. It's funny because when I first started this, I had someone ask me, why millennials? Why do you think this generation needs this? And I I said, because we're inundated with information. We grew up in the age of, of cell phones and smartphones and everything available to us at all times, but we never learned to figure out what fulfills us. We just have mm. so many options that we're like, well, I want to do this and that and this and that, but we never take the time to sit with ourselves and say, is this really what you want to be doing? Like what does make you happy? What does fill your cup, so to speak? Instead, it's just this chaotic mixture of, I want to be everything to everybody right now. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I I love how you touch on like the amount of choices and, and so I, I think I read it and uh, I don't know if it was a philosopher or if it's from Buddhist or whatever, but uh, an idea was like, it's like freedom is not having a lot of options. Freedom is actually having less options. Mm-hmm. And at first it sounds like that makes no sense. Like if I have more choices, I can do more things. But if you look at the millennial generation, I think that's a perfect example of that quote in action because we have so much choices that like we don't know what path to take and it overwhelms the shit out of us, you know? So And it's funny because I find like even my brother, he's only a couple years younger than me, his friends, some of my friends, they have so many options that they do nothing. <laughs> right. It's, they get so overwhelmed and anxious that they just do nothing because their body just sort of shuts down on them and says, you know what? If I can't do it all, I'm going to do none. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been there before too. I totally, I totally empathize with that. Yeah. So, so in your mind, like, how do you, how do you just like get yourself to get into action or just start doing? Cause like a lot of, I think the millennial generation is doing just that. Like they're, it's, it's like analysis paralysis because they have so many choices, but like, how do you, how do you like spring into action? Like despite all the choices that we have. You find something that drives you. You find something that that motivates you to get up and to go. Like I was saying before, hearing people just say thank you or wow, like that changed my perspective. Just hearing people be so thankful that what you're bringing to the table or what you're offering is is enough for them. It that's that's what gets me going I mean I don't know if I can really say I've totally picked what I want to do because I, I did go back to school 
But um, the Millennials Guide is is a, a jumping point for me. It's definitely that resource for people to to maybe have their own jumping point, maybe have mm. a, a wake up call to say you're needed. What you have to offer is needed. But what we need from you is to want to do it and to and to move forward doing it. You know, put that drive towards something good. So for me, it's working with people, it's connecting with people like you, it's connecting with people online who all have the same goal and vision of uplifting people. Of, I, I, I just love working in this space of helping people. I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you're the same way in terms of helping people learning to meditate because really nobody's taking the time anymore to meditate. I'm too mm-hmm. yeah, I've got to go, I've got this to do, nobody's centering. So it's creating this community of people, of millennials specifically, that are going to help uplift each other. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that reminds me of like, I think your, your post this morning, how you say, like, look at the five people that you're hanging out with, right? Yes. Yeah. That's so true. Energy is transferable. And I don't think people realize that, you know, if you wake up in the morning, you're like, Hey, I'm feeling pretty good today. And then you leave your house, you take the bus. I don't know. You go grab a coffee in the morning and then you leave going, Oh, I don't feel so good anymore. (laughs) Well, what is the energy of the people around you? What is the energy of the people you're working with? Who are you hanging out with? Are you stuck to that one friend from 10 years ago who you feel bad for? So you're still friends with them. Like who Mm -hmm. are you surrounding yourself with? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I I totally agree with there. Like I remember someone told me once like proximity is power and it's like so true, you know, like, like you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. So you might as well like hang out with people who are going to really radiate that positive energy off you. And so for you, like, like how, how do you, I know like we met by like some just like circumstance, I think of our just like popping up in the news feeding each other. And I just saw your thing and I was like, wow, this is awesome. But like for someone new out there who maybe isn't involved, maybe as much on like a side business level or maybe they're at work and they don't know as many people, like what would, what would your best advice be to people who are looking for those people to help give out positive energy towards them? Social media is a great resource. It's, it can be a lot of things to a lot of people, but if, if you use it wisely and you can sort of disconnect from uh, the understanding that people put their best selves out on social media, like people put, the good out on social media. They're not going to put their crappy moments or crappy days, but social media can be a great resource. Like you said, we sort of just by happenstance ended up seeing each other on, on, on Instagram found out that we had the same sort of message. And through that it's grown into a great connection. So Mm -hmm. people are out there. People are looking. I mean, for me too, it's asking questions to the people you already know. It's it's making those connections locally. Like uh, when I was having this idea or sort of t- like taking it apart to see if it was an actual thing, I started talking to people and realizing they're looking for it. Like they're looking mm-hmm. for this platform, this connection. But if I didn't ask them, I would have never known. I would have just been like, oh, maybe this isn't such a great idea and left it. So don't be afraid of people. Don't be, and back to our earlier point of judgment, don't be afraid of people's judgment. Everyone's going to have their opinions. Everyone's going to have their yeses and nos as to what you should be doing. 
it's funny, sort of off topic, on offhand a little bit, but every single job I've had, there's been sort of like um, an older boss, I guess. Mm-hmm. And every single one has been like, oh, I feel like a mother figure to you. And it's kind of like, oh, did I need a mother figure? Like, do I come across that way? But it's it's that not understanding of what I'm capable of doing or what we're capable of doing. It's that difference in in the way that we think that sort of makes people a bit nervous. But mm. we have a lot to offer and we have a lot to say and in connection and, and through connection with people that's how we're gonna, you know, change, change people and change the world. Not silly, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it starts with one person. It starts with one person connecting with another person, and it just grows. Yeah. Oh, I I totally agree. And like I I absolutely you know love that we have a connection going on too, and that you know we're working together and able to do this stuff. And I I totally well, agree. And it's funny, too, because I'm, what, from Toronto, Canada, and you're from New York? Like, how does that happen? Right. Not through social media. Like, you're able to connect with people all around the world. It doesn't just have to be stuck in locally. You can, there's people all around the world that share the same vision as you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It, it's so cool, too, because I think the, la- the last guest that we had was also from Toronto. Yeah. And then, and then the guest that I'm speaking with tomorrow is from california so like not even local and i think that's such like a good point like utilize social media for good instead of maybe just like you know mindlessly scrolling through the feed right like i think that's that it's okay in some sorts but Mm. in in the end of the day i think like actively engaging out with other people is like a key key part and i love that you you stress how like connections is like where it's all at um kind of like like moving on to like another issue or another topic that you know at meditation for millennials like one of the things that we really try to help out with is dealing with anxiety and stress cuz it's so huge i mean if you look at the statistical um information that's out there on millennial stress levels compared to other generations it's like way higher like i don't know the exact figures but i just know it's way higher so like i know you mentioned like you've had you know your own anxiety problems and and dealing with stress has been something that you know you do on a daily basis so i was wondering if you could talk a bit about like you know you dealing with your anxiety and like how you best manage it because i'm sure there's some people listening to this who go through the same things and you know i in the past i used to be horrible with it and i i could totally attest to how it feels so you know if you wanted to talk about that for a little bit it'd be awesome yeah anxiety and stress and even depression to a degree has been part of my history for so long and i hate like i still deal with it mostly anxiety and go through it it's a part of who i am and i think accepting that and not trying to get rid of it has been a key component to managing it. And it seems sort of counterintuitive because a lot of people say, oh, if you if you say it's part of you, then you're bringing that into your energy and your existence. But I think by saying it's not a part of me is, is, is lying to people, mm. it's lying. And embracing it and embracing that I go through, through anxiety attacks or, or anxious thoughts or even debilitating thoughts, um, embracing that and, and working through it has been the key to managing it. I, I, 
it changes on every given day. Anybody who struggles with mental health knows no day looks the same, but don't beat yourself up over it. It's, it's just, it just is, you mm. know, and, and I know that you can probably relate with anxiety, but it's tough. And, and I'm trying to, I'm struggling with thinking of the words that best describe how to manage it because there isn't. And it looks different for everybody. I mean, for me, I have a great partner. I have a great relationship and somebody who understands me mm. to, to bring me out of that place sometimes um, when he's not around and it's just me. It's like that journaling or or talking to myself through it, you know, thinking mm. it's not going to be like this forever. And, and nutrition plays a big role in that too and exercise and again, that whole holistic aspect to it. If I feel anxious or stuck in my thoughts, I'll just go out, take the dog out for a walk. I actually joke sometimes because I have a little tiny Pomeranian Chihuahua. Mm. And I, I got him as like my therapy dog. He's been with me to university. He's been with me everywhere. So he's a big help too, but find what works for you and know that you're not alone. I know everybody shares that message, but you really aren't. I, Every day I go to work with a smile on my face, unless I feel really crappy, but I still always try to put a smile on my face. You would never know that I go home and cry my eyes out some nights for mm. no good reason other than I just feel sad. So mm. know that a lot of people are going through what you're going through um, and to reach out when you need help, to reach out, talk to people and and give yourself that space. Yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful. And I, I thought your point, which was really great of like you, you accept that it's there. And like, mm -hmm. I think that's most of the thing. Cause I think a lot of people are trying to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And if you try to like get rid of it or like, it's, it's a whole thing about meditation too, right? Like when you're meditating and something comes up, your goal, I shouldn't say goal, but your intention is not to suppress it it's to mm -hmm. just recognize that it's there and like for me that's how I got or how I managed my anxiety better was just realizing that it's there and not trying to fight it so I think that what you said is like totally just an amazing tool that people can use and anyone listening who's dealing with anxiety like that I think is like such a key moment too and also what I thought was really great about your answer and I definitely want to highlight that is that you know you said you have your partner Mm -hmm. He helps you get out of the place. But when he's not there, you find ways to get out of your own place yourself. And yeah. I think a lot of people fall into the trap of they think, oh, I have a partner mm -hmm. and that partner is responsible for alleviating my anxiety. But when that partner is not there, then they they spiral in the anxiety and they think, you know, that they can't get out of it themselves. So, you know, I think that point, I just wanted to to highlight that because I thought it was just like such an amazing thing that you said. And so for you, like, how do you find the power to like really do the work you're on yourself at the times when you are by yourself? Because I think that's like a really tough and scary thing for a lot of people to do. Yeah. I And in those moments too, it's easy to spiral. Like I find I can recognize anxiety versus real feelings. So, you know, those, mm. those 
thoughts that just don't even make sense. Like they're, they're pretty irrational, even though you believe them so wholeheartedly in the moment, I can recognize that they're irrational, but it's not allowing that spiral to happen. It's not allowing that guilt and shame and anger for feeling the way that I'm feeling drag me down further. It's, it's recognizing, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do now. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel differently. I, I've seen this pattern before. I know the way it works. That's what's going to happen. So not going further, deeper, lower when you know that tomorrow you're going to feel differently. You know that in a few hours you're going to say, yep, that was anxiety. And, and label it as such and move on. It's going to happen. Mm. Again. It's happened many times in the past. Acknowledge it, label it, and move on if you get stuck in that space if you allow anxiety to keep you right where it wants to keep you you are gonna get nothing accomplished in life you don't have to feel bad about having anxiety you don't have to feel guilty about it you just have to acknowledge it like mm. like that annoying friend you're like oh, <laughs> I, I know i'll put up with you for a minute but like tomorrow you gotta go you know right. it's yeah it's there. It's going to stay. <laughs> um, let it go. That's great. Yeah. You, you, you're really speaking like a full blown meditation, meditation teacher too. Cause those are like the exact principles that are taught through meditation and um, just like acknowledging that it's going to be there and then letting it go. And then the other part that I really liked was how you said that, you know, you recognize the pattern right? Like, and so when you recognize the pattern that you go into with anxiety, you can kill the dragon while it's still a lizard, right? Yeah. And it's not going to grow up absolutely. to be Godzilla. So I think that's like an absolutely awesome technique. And, and yeah, I mean, if, if wow, I mean, I can't even believe that you've been saying that I've been helping to inspire you with meditation and mindfulness, because you're, you're just rolling out these principles, like it's nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> practices when I'm in that anxious mindset but to practice meditation daily when I'm feeling good it's just like when you have depression and you're feeling very low you get medication for it so you feel higher again but people think oh I'm cured I don't need medication but they're not realizing it's that medication that's keeping them there mm. so in that way if I meditated daily made that like a practice as a, my anxiety medication maybe I wouldn't be brought down to those low places so much, you know? So it's easy in the moment of, of anxiety to be like, okay, like let's open the book. Like let's go through what I know how to do, but it's in those moments of feeling good that it's, you still should practice meditation. You still need to check in with yourself, still practice those daily habits. Don't wait for it to get bad. Wow. That is awesome. I love that because usually like you hear, it's like the, the opposite where, people uh like when things are good it's easy to do but when they get bad they don't implement it but i think yours makes more sense because uh a lot of people wait for things to get bad before they make the change and i think that distinction is so important and it goes back to like you know your comfort zone right like when you're in your comfort zone you like you feel like you don't need to change right like you're saying like once you're high on that drug you think oh like i don't need to change because i'm good right now and then all of a sudden it dips and you're like, oh shit, like now I need to change again. So like 
for you, like how, how do you personally get out of your own comfort zone? Cause I, I know in some of your posts, you, you talk about the importance of getting out of the comfort zone and that's where the growth is. So for you, like what's, what's the way to get out of our comfort zone on a daily basis if we're not doing so already? A little caveat to all of this too, cause I know that you're saying, Oh, like it, you've got it sort of figured out. I have done many years of therapy, like going to talk to a therapist, learning these techniques. I've done meditation. I've done energy work. I've done every self-help book I could probably think of. Like (laughs) I put in the time and energy and work to sort of be at a place where I am now. So it's not like I woke up and I said, oh, I've got all the answers. I don't, and I still don't, but I I feel like I am at a place now where I'm like, I have put in the work and have seen the results. So this is sort of my experience. In terms of the comfort zone, that is huge. Like, and that's what I hope to touch on a lot too, and I do, um, through my social media. Nothing good comes out of your comfort zone. Nothing. Mm. You don't learn, you don't grow, you don't thrive by staying stuck and staying stagnant and staying in a place you know. Uh, So for me, and with the anxiety piece, it's hard. It's never an easy thing. But I try and do something every day that makes me uncomfortable. If it's sending an email to somebody who I wouldn't have reached out to in the past, if it's, you know, making a phone call that, that makes me so like, I get chills and I get sweats, but I do it anyway. You know, it's a whole mindset of do it anyway. Actually, one of my therapists way back made a good comment. She said, because in with anxiety, you can have very black and white thinking. It's either Mm -hmm. Or that. But she said, what if it's this and that? I'm anxious and this is making me nervous and I'm going to do it anyway. You know, I'm, I'm this, that, and the other thing. And I'm also this person. So it's not either or. It's not pass or fail. It's I reached out to somebody and they didn't get back to me and I'm still okay. You know, mm. realizing that it's not going to kill you yeah you're gonna sweat and probably freak out a little bit but (laughs) the potential for return on on leaving your comfort zone versus the reality of it maybe not working out and you feeling like a bit hurt to your ego is it's so worth it to just take those chances oh my gosh yeah yeah and i and i love i love how you talked about you just do it anyways despite the anxiety despite the fear because like one of my favorite quotes of all time is uh courage is not the absence of fear it's moving and taking action despite the fear being there right and and that that's what it's all about and i think that's that's an important point that you that you totally lay out there um back to your point of failure too like you know that fear of failure what happens you know people have taken so many paths to get to the success where they are. You look at Tony Robbins or Rachel Hollis or Oprah Winfrey, like you, mm. generous. You look at these people, JK Rowling, like I could go on with the, the amount of people who hit 25, 26, 30, 40 before they, they reached any sort of milestone in their life. Like it doesn't happen right now. If we have to go through a hundred failures, but that one success is going to propel us way into the direction that we want to go. Don't be fear, like, don't fear failure. 
It's going to mm. hurt your ego. It's going to hurt like hearing that no, but you're not the first person to hear no. You're not the first person to have to try and try again. That's sort of what everybody does. <laughs> yeah. And it just takes like one failure to realize that like you're not going to die, right? Like you have to like learn it yeah. firsthand yourself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Trial Absolutely. by fire. Yeah. So, so we're coming to the end of the show. So uh, before I ask my last question, I just mm -hmm. want to ask, like, uh, where can people find you uh, for the Millennials Guide? And, and what's next for, for tongue twister, the Millennials Guide going forward? <laughs> Try saying the Millennials Guide 10 times fast. No, oh, I, I can't do it. You can find me on Instagram at the Millennials Guide 2, so T-O. Um, my website is also the, millennial, the Millennials Guide 2. There, there you go. <laughs> the millennials guide to.com and what's next for me is just creating content and and places where people can feel um like they're not alone they can go find information that is going to help them you know propel themselves to be better and to do better and to to realize that within them they have the answers they don't have to do 101 different things they don't have to be the next youtube star they don't have to you know build a multi-million dollar instagram sponsored post i don't know it's one step you know so it's taking the next step to to propel them into a be better future so that's what's next coming i mean in the future i definitely love to put together some courses or some some online resources that people can interact with and and interact with each other like build that online community of millennials as well so lots and lots in the works awesome awesome and i can't wait to be part of that community because yes. it's, it's really exciting what you're doing yes awesome awesome so my last question here is uh what is, what is one thing that anyone could do today to really start to live a life of more fulfillment and, and more purpose? Let go of fear. See, fear is always going to be there. It's one of those things similar to anxiety. You actually function, they function on the same energy field, that low vibration. Understand that it's there, but don't let it stop you or don't let it um, be the guide for your future. Just sort of acknowledge it again. Let it let it know it's got its place right beside you very small but bring it on the ride with you you know like just keep going let go of of that fear of failure because you will fail you will mm -hmm. and then come talk to people like me or to you or to anybody else who's done it before and know that it's part of life and you know get back up get going and be consistent show up every day for what you want to do Oh, I love that. I love that. It's align with your fear, be consistent every single day and, and just recognize that you're going to fail. Those are, those are three expert, expert tips right there. And I hope everyone's listening and can apply those. So Lauren, thank you so much for, for coming hey, on the show. Oh, of course, of course. So for everyone listening, uh, I hope you really got a lot out of that because I'm I'm absolutely blown away by that interview. And there's so many good gems in there. And just I love the whole concept of just acting despite anxiety and fear and whatever negative crap that you have going on in you. It's it's not the absence of it that'll drive you forward. It's literally taking action despite it being there. And I think that is such a powerful message. And I can't thank Lauren enough for that. So thank you so much for listening to this. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Art of Fulfillment. Take care.